What up, son? It's the tail of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Alright, Tale of the Tapes, Season 2, Episode Number 64. On today's episode, we'll be covering two female artists here. We got Eve and Soleil. So like I always do, allow me to speak on my personal opinions and expectations on these artists before we get into any facts and info on them. So... Today, we obviously have two female rappers, and it's been publicly documented in prior episodes more than once that I'm particularly not a big fan of female rappers. Again, that's not to say they aren't good. It's just not something I'm necessarily personally into for the most part. There definitely are exceptions. I did, however, have Eve's debut solo album when it came out, and... I won't call it one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. Like, I'm not going to throw it in my top 25 or anything like that. But I certainly used to love that album for sure. I definitely remember that. As time went on, I started to listen to female rappers less and less. And although Eve did have other albums and even some singles, I never really had any of her other albums or got back into her after that first one. Now, as far as my expectations on Eve were concerned, I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect it to do too great. Um, I certainly didn't think she was bad, but just expected it to finish somewhere around the middle of the pack, I guess. So Leia, I really knew nothing of. Um, I do remember hearing her on JT Money single Who Dat back in the day. I'm not sure if any of you guys remember that song. Who da, who da, who da, who da, who da, who da, who. I definitely remember her from that song. Um, he was a one hit wonder, so you may or may not know it, but. Other than that, I really knew nothing of her, and honestly, just based off the fact that she was a female rapper that I knew almost nothing of with a very small body of work, I expected her to finish in like the bottom quarter here, all things considered, but let's get into some of the facts and info on these artists and see where they wind up at the end of the day. Both girls had their debut solo albums out in 1999, but Eve's was out first, so we're going to start off with her. Born Eve Jean Jeffers, November 10th, 1978, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States. Years active are listed as 1996 to present, and her genres are listed as hip-hop. So very simple, basic stuff there for Eve. Not too much to discuss, but it does have her years active listed as 1996 to present. From what I understand about Eve, she no longer currently makes music and doesn't have any intentions on doing so going forward. I know she definitely hasn't had an album out since 2013, which came 11 years after the album prior to that. So a huge gap there for Eve and then nothing since. Like I said, you know, I don't know for a fact that she's never going to make anything else, but I'm pretty sure that it's been publicly documented that she's pretty much retired from hip-hop. So... Let's move right into some additional background information on Eve and see if we can find anything else out. Eve Gian Cooper, born November 10th, 1978, known mononymously as Eve, is an American singer, rapper, actress, and television presenter. In 1999, she released her debut album, Let There Be Eve, Rough Rider's First Lady, which reached number one on the Billboard 200, making her the third female to accomplish this feat. Eve followed up with three subsequent albums, Scorpion in 2001, Evolution in 2002, and Lip Lock in 2013. She achieved chart success with her singles Let Me Blow Your Mind featuring Gwen Stefani, What You Want, Who's That Girl, 
Gangsta Lovin' featuring Alicia Keys, Satisfaction, Love is Blind, and Tambourine, and also experienced success with collaborations including Rich Girl, For My People, Caramel, You Got Me, Hot Boys Remix, and Like This. As an actress, Eve is known for her role as Terry Jones in the films Barbershop, Barbershop 2 Back in Business, and Barbershop The Next Cut, as well as Shelley Williams on the UPN television sitcom Eve. She also appeared in films The Woodsman in 2004, The Cookout in 2004, and Whip It in 2009. She also had a clothing line called Fetish from 2003 to 2009. From 2017 to 2020, Eve was one of the co-hosts of the CBS daytime talk show The Talk. In 2021, she starred in the American television series Queens. She was also featured on the album Planet Herb by Doja Cat, which earned her a Grammy Award for Album of the Year nomination as a featured artist. Eve has received multiple accolades throughout her career, which include a Grammy Award, BET Award, MTV Video Music Award, Teen Choice Award, and two Daytime Emmy Award nominations. Eve was placed on VH1's list of the top 50 greatest hip-hop artists. In 2020, Spin named her one of the 30 greatest female rappers ever. So definitely no shortage of info there on Eve in what seems to be a very eventful career, so good for her for sure. Um, we see her debut album was number one. She's had chart success with a bunch of singles. She's tried her hand in other things such as acting and fashion design, so shoutouts to Eve for keeping herself successfully busy. One thing I did think was a bit ridiculous in there is that Spin Magazine put her in the top 30 female rappers of all time. I mean, not only do I not think 30 female rappers even qualified for this study, but I couldn't even name 30 female rappers, so I'm going to say you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that can name you more than 20 without looking it up, so I mean, how many can there possibly be by default? To say that she's in the top 30 is a slap in the face in my opinion. That's essentially saying absolutely nothing about her, but anyway, let's get into my breakdown of Eve and see what I had to say about her. Let me start by simply saying how pleasantly surprised I was by Eve. Not because I ever hated her or thought she was bad, but I never realized she was quite as good as she was. Although she was a bit inconsistent lyrically early on, she was impressive with rhyme schemes and not too bad with syllables either. On top of that, she was great at being able to hold a topic for an entire song and finish just above average lyrically overall. Eve only registered four albums for scoring before retiring. Her debut album was a classic, her second album was great, and the other two were good. This makes her the first female in this study thus far to register a classic album, although each subsequent album was worse than the previous. Of her 60 qualified songs, 5 were great, while none were weak, and another 23 were good. This makes just about 50% of her music good or better. While Eve did have a few charting songs and some commercial success, there wasn't much else there to give her as far as impact on the hip-hop game is concerned. With only 4 albums, 60 songs, and no clear visible impacts on any other artists thus far, she took a small hit here. However, between her look, some of the original song ideas, and the fact that she just always seemed to be being herself, she made up for it in originality. So that not only sounds like a pretty solid write-up there for Eve, but we see that she officially becomes the first female in this study to register a classic album. So huge first there for Eve. 
I'm just through about 200 artists and about 10 females and she was the first female to do this so hell of an accomplishment there for Eve and a big milestone in this study overall so let's break down the math on Eve and see what this does for her. Lyric she gets a five and a half like I said I was pleasantly surprised by Eve there were a few times early on where you know she had a verse or, or a song where it was like eh, you know that was probably slightly below average and then she would come back strong and it was like a little bit of inconsistency early on and I'm even talking about you know random songs and stuff like that I'm not directly pointing out like her first album or anything like that but I'm talking about even songs that she was on before any of her albums came out or anything like that but she was great at being able to keep a topic without a doubt although she didn't have that many topical songs she definitely had some and she kept the topic in all of them so she was very solid with that she wasn't bad with syllables it's not that she was rhyming a tremendous amount of syllables consistently but she also wasn't only just rhyming one syllable all the time consistently so not bad with syllables and honestly probably one of the most impressive things about Eve was her ability to use different rhyme schemes. She was one of the better females in the study so far with that lyrically but it wasn't anything overly impressive or too ridiculous but I definitely thought that Eve did enough with being able to hold a topic well and you know not always using single syllable rhymes and being pretty good with uh with different rhyme schemes and stuff like that. She was definitely just above average lyrically. Album, she gets a 5.12 with one classic. So not only is that a good album score there for Eve, but we do see that she did officially register a classic album. Like I spoke about a minute ago, Eve, the very first female in this study to register a classic album. And it's kind of odd for me because, you know, I have spoke about how I'm not a giant fan of female rappers, but I do love Little Kim. Little Kim is without a doubt my favorite female rapper of all time. And I don't want to say I was let down by Kim in the sense that she sucked when I listened to her or that I didn't enjoy her music because I certainly did. But I definitely expected a better finish from Kim and no classic albums from Kim even though two of her albums are two of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. So again, let this be an example of how I don't let my opinions and my bias come into this at all. Eve winds up being the very first female rapper to register a classic album in this study so far. And it's crazy because I had that album. And I, I didn't know going into this, I didn't say, oh, okay, like Eve's got a classic album. That first album is a classic. Like I said, I love that album. But I, I just, I was surprised by Eve getting that classic album. So a good album score there for Eve. She's the first female to register a classic album. Only had four albums, so I mean, you know, 25% of her material was classic as far as albums are concerned. Um, each album did get a little bit worse than the other, but still able to maintain a solid album score there and get the extra point for a classic and be the first female to register one. So, solid stuff there in the album department for Eve. Song, she gets a plus .83, which it's not quite a full point, but it's almost a full point. And again, swing that the other way. And if it could have been a minus .83, that's a difference of 1.66. And that definitely is significant. So, you know, I say it all the time. You don't want to lose points where you could be gaining points. And, you know, plus or minus a full point starts to become significant. So not a full point there for Eve, but almost a full point. And, you know, definitely gaining points where she could have lost them. So again, good stuff there in the songs department for Eve. Impact, she gets a five, and there's just a bunch of give and take here with the impact for Eve. So, 
Yes, she had some pretty decent commercial success. Only the third female to go number one with her debut album. She had some chart success with some singles. She had some success with some of the features that she was on and things like that. And definitely had a career outside of hip-hop with uh, the clothing line and being on talk shows and being in movies and TV series and all things like that. But again, on the flip side of that, only four albums, only 60 songs... Yes, she had some commercial success, but not an overabundance of it. No record set, nothing really super absurd or ridiculous done there. Again, she did have the success. I don't want to take that away from her, but I think that with no clear influences on any other artist so far and such a small body of work, the fact that she still got a five is pretty solid and indicative of the fact that she did have some mainstream commercial success. So she gets an average impact score of five there. Originality, she gets a six and a half and... Like I said, I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, anything where Eve was this ridiculous character, but in general, she seemed to pretty much just always just be being herself. And, you know, her look was pretty original. She had some original song ideas, just all those things coupled together with the fact that there wasn't really anything to rip away from her originality. There wasn't anything Eve did that was overly unoriginal. So she gets a well above average score of six and a half in the originality department there. So you add all those six numbers up for the first time doing a female in this study because you have the extra point for the classic album. So you add the lyric score, the album score, the extra point for the classic album, the song score, the impact score, and the originality score. Add those all up, divide by five because that's the number of categories you have, and it gives you a final rating of 4.79, which puts Eve in 65th place of 199 artists done overall. So a pretty decent finish overall there for me, putting her just inside the top third so far. And if I had to guess, this should land Eve somewhere inside of our top 125 or so, maybe a little bit higher. Not only is this a decent finish overall, but it's the highest finish thus far of any female we've covered. Now I can't say whether or not she'll stay there, but she is the top female right now. And the first to register a classic album. So major shout outs to Eve for sure for both of those things regardless. And now let's get into Soleil who like I said also had her debut album out in 1999. Birth name is Tanya Michelle Johnston also known as Mrs. Soleil. Born July 17, 1973 in Kansas City, Missouri, United States. Genres are listed as hip hop and her years active are listed as 1993 to present. So, nothing much there out of the ordinary, but I do believe Soleil is the first rapper to officially be from Kansas City, Missouri. So, interesting stuff there is we probably have an artist from almost every state at this point in the study. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just trying to make a point of how 99% of people were from the same place in Season 1. Here in Season 2, we've expanded to most of the rest of the United States, so we definitely got to see the spread of hip-hop in Season 2 for sure. Another thing that's coincidentally a little odd is that both of these girls had their debut albums out in 1999 and very close to each other, wind up being covered in the same podcast episode here, and both have their years active listed as 1993 to present even though they both came out with their debut albums in 1999. So pretty odd, but let's get into some more details about Soleil before we move on. Tanya Michelle Johnston, better known by her stage name Soleil, is an American rapper from Kansas City, Missouri. Soleil started her career as a hardcore female hip-hop artist by attracting attention in the summer of 1999 with her appearance on JT Money's hit single, Who Dat, 
which reached number one on the U.S. rap chart, number two on the U.S. R&B chart, and number five on the U.S. Hot 100. In September of 1999, she released her debut album, Skin Deep, which was an overall success in the United States. In September of 2019, Soleil released her second album, Encoded. So not an overabundance of information there like there was with Eve, and to be honest with you, I had to dig a little bit to even find what I found as she wasn't the most successful or popular rapper ever with only two albums to date, so let's check out my write-up on Soleil and see how that reads. Before I even started listening to Soleil, I had subconsciously written her off as someone who luckily snuck in and wouldn't do very well. Let me just start by saying that I was dead wrong once again. Early on, she showed the ability to tell a story, but was inconsistent from bar to bar. She was pretty good, particularly with different rhyme schemes, but also used shortcuts and run-on bars and seemed to struggle with her flow a bit when she tried to do a very fast-paced song. Throughout her career, she was good at keeping a topic on every song and later on showed an impressive ability with multisyllabic rhymes, leaving her above average lyrically overall. This makes Soleil the first female in this study to reach a score of 6 lyrically. She did, however, only register two albums for scoring, both of which were good. Of her 25 qualified songs, none were great or weak, but 10 were good. I only knew of Soleil's name through a feature on a one-hit wonder JT Money song, Who Dat? I've never heard her name brought up, she has a very small body of work, and no clear visible impacts on any other artist to date. When it came to originality, there were two Soleils. The one on the first album was more typical, but still in her own way with her own flavor. The Soleil on her second album was an ascended version of herself. While her image may not have been overly original as far as people in the world are concerned, it certainly was for hip-hop. So were her song topics, concepts, messages, and overall sound. So aside from the small body of work and lack of mainstream commercial success, that sounded like a pretty decent write-up there for Soleil. So Eve was the first female rapper to register a classic album, and now just one person later, we have another first as Soleil becomes the first female artist to reach a score of a 6 lyrically. So incredible stuff here from both of these artists today in totally different fashions, no question. So let's check out the math here for Soleil and see if that highest lyric score for a female is able to carry her to a solid finish overall. Lyrics, she gets a 6, and, you know, obviously that being the first time that a female has hit that score, I've already spoken about this already, but I'll touch back on it again really quickly. Only two albums here for Soleil and a very big gap of time in between them, but definitely a lot of growth. Now, that's not to say that she was bad early on, but she was inconsistent early on, and then there were times where she tried to go fast and kind of lost her flow a little bit. She used some shortcuts and run-on bars. Now... Not all of that stopped later on. There were still some shortcuts and some run-on bars, but later on she became very, very impressive with multisyllabic rhymes and things like that, and her originality definitely, you know, went up a lot of notches, which we'll get into when I get to the originality department, but I just wanted to touch on really quickly how there was basically two different Soleils. And again, that's not to say that one was bad and one was amazing, but one was definitely better, technically speaking, than the other. But overall, she was able to climb to that six. And again, with not that big of a body of work, the fact that she came in much better on that second album and was so good with the multisyllabic rhymes and stuff like that, that was 50% of her work. So that was able to carry her to a six. Should she come out with another album, I don't know if she's able to hold that six or not, or maybe she builds on it. We'll have to wait and see. But a big gap there between albums, so I wouldn't be surprised if we have another big gap and then she comes out with something 
I personally hope that she does come out with more music. It was very woke conscious music about spiritually healing yourself and being in tune with yourself and stuff like that. And my daughters and my wife enjoyed a lot of her music and I do not let my daughters listen to about 99% of what I listen to. So it was nice to have somebody come along that I could say, hey girls, I found something for you. And they, they absolutely love a lot of her, her later stuff where she is a lot more uh, spiritual and conscious and original and things like that. So album, she gets a 4.62 with zero classics. So again, a good album score there for Soleil, same as Eve. It's not the same score, but both good scores there. But Eve able to get the extra point for the classic album. Soleil not able to register a classic. Actually, Soleil never even got to a great album. Two albums, both were good. So um, I don't want to say that Eve was inconsistent because she had the classic album and then, you know, great and good albums. So she was right in that ballpark, but album four was worse than album three, was worse than album two, was worse than album one. So a bit of a, a gradual decline there for Eve, where Soleil kind of able to just stay at an even keel. Two albums, two good albums, even though she was able to raise her game on the second one. It wasn't enough to bring that, that album to a great album. So a good album score there for Soleil, but not able to get any extra points for a classic. Songs she gets a zero, like I spoke about, only 25 songs, none of those songs were great, none of those songs were weak, so she evens out with a zero in the songs department here, and you know, I mean, it is what it is, man, I say it all the time, you don't want to lose points where you could be gaining points, so she didn't gain any points, but she also didn't lose any points, so evens out there with a zero. Impact she gets a three and a half, and I believe she's only the second person we've covered so far to get that low of a score in the impact department, and again... There's just a lot of things that you have to take into consideration here. You got a very small body of work, two albums, 25 qualified songs, no visible impacts on any other artist to date, no major mainstream commercial success, no abundant amount of records sold, no, you know, record set, no awards won and shit like that. So there really isn't much there to give Soleil. She was on that one hit wonder single, Who Dat? So, you know, I can't take that away from her. Even though it wasn't her song, she was still on it. But again, we have to just keep everything into consideration here. And I think with all of those things factored in, she gets a well below average score of 3.5 in the impact department there. Originality, she gets a 7.5. And, and like I said, again, you know, I, I said earlier that I would touch on this later when we got to the originality department. Like I said, there were two Soleils. And again, that's not to say that the Soleil on the debut album was unoriginal. Probably above average in the originality department, but nothing too crazy. On the second album, extremely original. Even more original than that 7.5 score would indicate. But again, if she's a 6 on the first album and a 9 on the second album, then you got to even those two things out because both of those are 50% of her material and that comes to a 7.5. So overall, she gets the 7.5 there, but very, very, very original on her later stuff with her image, her song topics, her concepts, her messages, her overall sound and everything like that. So again, if she was to come out with another album that was original on the tip the way her second one was, right, then that now becomes two out of three albums that were super original and that becomes 66% of her material as opposed to 50% of her material. So that originality score would raise. So I really am curious to see what happens with Soleil here should she come out with another album. Like I said, I hope that she does. Don't know if she will or she won't. We'll have to wait and see, but those are scores for now. So you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five, and that gives you a final rating of 4.32.
which puts Soleil in 108th place of 199 artists done overall. So just behind the halfway mark there for Soleil, which is not a bad finish, especially considering the small body of work, lack of commercial mainstream success, and well below average impact score. But it is interesting to me how even Soleil got different scores in literally every single facet, but Eve able to finish on top here. Again, the point of the episode is not to pin these two directly against each other, but like I said, this entire study is a competition to a certain extent, as hip-hop is in general in some ways. And on top of that, we have two females in the same episode who both set first for females in this study, so I was very curious to see whose first would carry them to a better finish. Obviously, we know now that it's Eve, as even though Soleil gets the highest lyrical score of any female thus far, as well as a higher originality score than Eve, that classic album Eve registered along with her higher song, album, and impact scores were able to give her the win by a pretty comfortable margin, but... Nonetheless, I was extremely impressed by both of these artists here today, so major shoutouts to both of them for not only impressing me, but for scoring some firsts and setting the bar for other females to follow. So, after some impressive stuff there, let's get into our list, starting with our top 10% overall as usual. In our top spot, we have Eminem, who's in first place of 199 artists done overall. Behind him in second place is Jay-Z. Behind Jay is Big Pun, who's in third. Behind him in fourth is One Below of Binary Star. Behind him is Vinny Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks, who's in fifth. Directly behind Paz in sixth is AZ. Behind AZ is Big L, who's in seventh. Directly behind L in eighth is Nas. Behind Nas, we got Method Man, who's in ninth. Directly behind Meth in tenth is Cannabis. Behind Biss is Black Thought of the Roots, who's in eleventh. Behind Thought in twelfth, we have Killer Priest. In a three-way tie for 13th place behind him, we have Tupac, Biggie, and Jadakiss. Behind them in 16th is DMX. Behind D, we have a tie between Pharaoh Manch and Jusselah of Jedi Mind Tricks, who are both tied for 17th place. Directly behind them in 19th is Talib Kweli. And right behind Talib, we have the teacher, KRS-One, who's in 20th place of 199 artists done overall. So even though Eve does finish the highest of any female rapper thus far, that finish is not even close to enough to land her or Soleil in this top 10% overall here today. And, you know, I'm not saying that to be rude or disrespectful or shit on them, but we are at a point in this study now where, like I said, these lists are starting to become ridiculous. I'm not going to say that that's the hardest one to crack necessarily, but it's at a point now, I mean, we're almost halfway through this study. So, I mean, we have some really, really impressive, solid finishes in all different departments. These lists are getting really, really impressive here. So, you know, a 65th place finish is just not going to cut it anymore. So, again, you know, to make the majority of these lists, you're really going to have to be a special artist. A pretty good finish or something like that is just not really going to cut it anymore. At least not at this point in the study and going forward. So now, let's check out our top 10% lyrically so far. In our top spot, we have Eminem with a lyrical score of 9.5. Behind him in second place is One Below of Binary Star with a lyrical score of 9. In a five-way tie for third place, behind One Below, we have Pharaoh Manch, Black Thought of the Roots, Nas, AZ, and Vinny Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks, who all got lyrical scores of 8.5. In a four-way tie for eighth place behind them, we have Method Man, Jay-Z, Big Pun, and Cannabis, all with lyrical scores of eight. Behind them in a six-way tie for 12th place is Master Ace, Jizza, 
Common, Big L, Talib Kweli, and Esoteric, who all got lyrical scores of 7.5. And, and then in a nine-way tie for our 18th and final spot on this list, we have KRS-One, Cool G Rap, Lord Finesse, Sean Price of Helter Skelter, Slug of Atmosphere, Jadakiss of the Locks, Killer Priest, Benefit, and Ludacris, who all got lyrical scores of 7. So again, even though Soleil recorded the highest lyrical score of any female thus far, that score also not enough to land her inside of our top 10% lyrically so far, as neither her nor Eve are able to crack this list either. So let's get into our particular decades list now and see if anything changes there. We'll start off with our 80s decade. Your top five artists to come out in the 80s are KRS-One, Slick Rick, Rakim, Rev Run of Run DMC, and LL Cool J. So no changes there again today. So now let's check out our 90s decade. Your top five artists to come out in the 90s are Eminem, Jay-Z, Big Pun, One Below of Binary Star, and Vinnie Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks. So that's two weeks again now with no one being able to crack this list and with only two episodes and four 90s artists left, this list may never change again. But for now, let's check out our regional lists and see if those remain untouched. We'll start off with our East Coast. Your top three artists to come out of the East Coast thus far are Jay-Z from Brooklyn, New York, Big Pun from the Bronx, New York, and Vinnie Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Moving across to our West Coast, your top three artists to come out of the West so far are Tupac from Marin County, California, Razcast from Carson, California, and Ice Cube of NWA from Los Angeles, California. Moving down South, your top three artists to come out of the South are Benefit from Florida, Ludacris from Atlanta, Georgia, and Lil Wayne from New Orleans, Louisiana. Moving over to our Midwest now, your top three artists to come out of the Midwest thus far are Eminem from Detroit, Michigan, One Below of Binary Star from Pontiac, Michigan, and Proof also from Detroit, Michigan. So a rare 90s episode here where neither artist today able to crack any of these lists, but still some tremendous stuff done here today as we saw Eve become not only the first and sole female owner of a classic album, but also the highest overall finish by a female so far, and Soleil also making a mark as well, becoming the first female to hit a score of six lyrically. So like I said, incredible stuff from both of these artists here today, no question. And just because we're so close to the end of season two, and this episode has two females on it, I will let you guys in on a little secret. We will be adding a top three females list to the mix in the new millennium, so while the list will not be on every single episode anymore, there will be more lists to come in the future, so exciting stuff there. If you'd like to see any or all of these lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On the host website, you'll see a support button. Appreciate anybody that can hit that for me. You guys got about two episodes left to start sending me some money, and then we're coming back in Season 3 with ads on here. I'm sorry, but it's got to be done. This is just too time-consuming for me to not be getting any type of compensation for it at all. But that'll do it for today's episode, man. Next week, we'll be covering two of the last three Wu-Tang members in Inspect the Deck and You God. And as has been typical for Wu-Tang thus far, I don't think this is an episode you're going to want to miss. 
Tale of the tapes. Peace. Tale of the tapes. Might as well. Better off.